Why should you get involved and not let fear hold you back? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dokes of getting involved learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you... Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or business owner, or maybe you're just getting started in either one of those ventures. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And as I always say, I have a big episode. No, you know what? Scratch that. I have a huge episode for you today. Today, Jonathan Wickman goes, well, talks about going from being a homeschooled only child to college, finding his passion for computers, to building a small business for himself, and now his current journey? Well, that hopefully will lead him to the governor's house here in Wisconsin. Jonathan has a, a unique and even refreshing take on politicians and how so many of us are passionate about how we treat ourselves, our clients, and our customers. Much like I discussed back in episode 244, treat your staff like superstars, not just customers. Don't just treat your customers like that. He even has some very insightful and passionate thoughts around the hidden tax that we're all paying in our daily lives and our business lives. Uh, John is a story of getting involved. Are you getting involved as much as you should be? Let's hope so. Let's hope Jonathan's story leads you to say yes if you're not already getting involved. And you, if you are already involved, man, damn it, two huge thumbs up for you. But maybe you need to get more involved. Now, normally I have my huge thoughts for at the end of this episode, and I may drop in a couple of nuggets. But uh, you know, what Jonathan says here, I really want to leave that for you to hear and to process. And as per usual, the dark horse, dark <laughs> I can't even speak today. See, I'm all fanboying about Jonathan here. <laughs> so let's get to that again. As per usual, the dark horse corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the dark horse entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my man, Jonathan Wickman, thank you so much for showing up and welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Thank you, Tracy. It's great to be here. Yeah, uh, like I was uh, sharing with you earlier, we got to we got to uh, shake hands at that event not too long ago over there in Dodge County, and I was so impressed with you, and I wanted to bring you on to share some of your story, so I'm literally going to hush my mouth right now so that you can do that, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly that you've been through that brought you to where you are and 
and the adventure that you're trying to go on next as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I appreciate podcasts uh, like yours because it does give everyone an opportunity to to share their story. And I think sometimes the misconception around like politicians, uh, I think people see that, um, you know, politicians send, tend to stay with a specific uh, general kind of, um, you know, line, right? But not, not many of them are very real or want to be transparent <clears throat> in their life. And I, I think that's sad. I think we, we need more truth and transparency. But to my story, um, I grew up an only child, homeschooled. Uh, my father worked for MPS, Milwaukee Public School System, as a janitor, high-pressure boiler operator. We, I came from a lower middle uh, income, you know, family. I mean, probably looking back in the '90s, there the average, you know, was about forty thousand, right, forty-two thousand a year or something like that. So, um, you know, it grew up in a nine hundred square foot home, very humble, modest means. But my old dad always taught me, you know, have a good work ethic. Uh, whatever you your hand, you know, finds, put it, put all your strength into it, and see it see it through. He also put a lot of value on education. And so he saw the direction that the public school system was going and he didn't want, he didn't want me to have that experience. So uh, my mother and him decided to homeschool me and I was homeschooled all the way up to college. So it was a really great experience. And uh, what I liked about it most was, yeah, we had the, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic, we had the fundamentals, right. but there's also time for me to explore things that I was naturally interested in or was kind of, you know, attracted to. And one thing early on that I was attracted to was computers. You know, we, our first early IBM computer. I can't even remember the specs on that machine. <laughs> it was like, you know, some ridiculous low amount of processing power and RAM. Right? <laughs> I but, remember um, those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Windows 95 was the first, you know, terrible operating system that we put on there. And there's no, there's no, you know, the internet, you know, yes, but it wasn't like what it was today, right? With YouTube and everything. So you're kind of experimenting, like, what is this thing I'm doing here? And my dad was obsessed with editing the registry for some reason. I don't know why. And that would crash the computer. Uh, So we had to reinstall 95 so many (laughs) times. I can't remember. (laughs) But I got interested in programming. So one of the first languages I, I learned was basic programming. Uh, and then also as the web began to develop, I learned HTML. And I was fascinated with that because I really loved creating. So creating the, the programs and then the web pages. And then, of course, Google came along and Google was like, you know, wow, there's this thing called a search engine. You can type in some words and, and find, you know, index of, of websites. So I, I realized early on that, you know, there's going to be uh, money to be made here in business. And so when I went to college, I was interested in that. So I double majored in business and information, uh, information systems management, sorry, management information systems. And but during that time, I was really heavily into programming. So I built a lot of websites freelancing. And when I began freelancing there on a lot of those freelance uh, websites, that's where the, you know, the entrepreneur spirit came into play, hustling jobs, you know, bidding out projects, um, getting screwed over. Really, I remember doing this one project and, and, and releasing the files, you know, in good faith. Uh, and I never got paid for for the work. You know, so you learn those hard lessons, right? And you learn how to protect yourself. But then, you know, I, after college, I went into corporate world, doing a lot of the same things, marketing, developing. I got tired of the corporate life. I just did. I, I saw how they were treating people. Um, you know, it was it was unnecessarily cutthroat, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, I, 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 I glazed through some of your podcasts and you're, you talk about treating your employees, uh, was it better than the customer or something like that, right? Treating right. Your employees, but, and I never saw that really. There's one company I worked for where uh, they did a really awesome job of that. They really did. They, they changed my life in a profound way. And I said, you know, I want to take that attitude and philosophy and I, I want to take that with me. And so about coming up on eight, nine years ago, I started my own uh, company, my own, you know, digital marketing agency. So I work with a lot of different businesses and I generate sales, um, uh, sales and leads uh, for them, you know, through, through the internet. Uh, my, my, my experience is driving a lot of business off the internet, uh, especially, you know, using Google to, to the advantage there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the thing though, being a small business owner is, wow, the taxes, you know, the taxes that you have to pay and, uh, the loopholes that aren't there like they are for multinationals. And being an economics and finance guy, very obsessed with Wall Street way back in the day. Uh, still, I'm, I do my own trade investing now. But I just got to see how corrupt Wall Street was. And then I began to learn the uh, the incestual relationship, that's what it is, between the federal government and Wall Street and the Federal Reserve. I mean, they're all tied into place, right? Yeah. And uh, with the Federal Reserve having unlimited power to create money out of thin air, that gives the federal government the ability to spend endlessly and to drive uh, you know, national debt and deficits way up. And the problem is, though, it has a huge negative impact uh, on all of us, you know? And so we, this American citizens keep becoming more impoverished and it's, it's a hidden tax. So people don't really understand what's happening to them, which is unfortunate. Uh, and here we go. We, we, we're coming into a complete decay and collapse, uh, of America. And, uh, so, you know, I, I said enough. So I'll, I'll stop there. Cause I know I traced I'm a half Italian, so I could talk and talk and talk, <laughs> but there's so much backstory that brought me to this point in today, uh, you know, where I decided to run for governor about 15 months ago. So, the, and there's, there's the big one. So uh, uh, there's a lot to unpack there first. Yeah, off, there is. Right? I apologize. There, the, no, that's... that's great. This is good stuff. And uh, I want to back up a little bit. So I, I think the first thing that caught my ear was your dad saw, you know, back when you were a youngster that uh, the public school system isn't all that hot for you. And he's like, no, we're going to homeschool um, my guy. And uh, obviously it paid off pretty well um, over time. And, and, and yes. I think, do you think his insight being on the inside, uh, looking at it, uh, oh, yeah. helped him form that? Uh, I know. For and, sure. And, and I asked because my wife, um, well, she's not now, but she was a, she was a teacher in the school system and she actually chose to do that specifically so that she could keep an eye on our daughter through her travels in the school system so she could abdicate for her teach her how to abdicate for herself etc um as and this you know this was in northern california so a little different than wisconsin right yeah (laughs) but you know i i think being that active is very helpful and has actually benefited our daughter quite a bit and would you would you take the mindset that too many parents have kind of sat by the wayside and i know this is not a, an entrepreneurial chat but it it kind of leads you know to the uh, to the next question i'm going to get i mean yeah does that make sense I, I totally i think yeah for for many years you know i'd say 20 years for sure i say a lot of uh, american parents have kind of had a hands-off approach when it came to their children in public schools not everyone you know what i'm saying but right. i think they just tr- they trusted that okay you know the teachers and the curriculum it's good enough mm-hmm. it's going to to teach my kid what they need to know and we we found out now you know in the past few years just how much indoctrination actually has been coming through 
right? Yeah. And all this nonsense that they're they're teaching. So yeah, we need a lot of uh, parental involvement and oversight to what is going on in the school system with their kids. Hundred percent, and and it was it's really sad because when uh, my dad was a um, a lifetime military guy, he served twenty three years and got out when I was in my early teens. And uh, so we moved out to Southern California. And when I joined the school system out there, I was bored. I actually went to my yeah. mom and dad. Here's a great example. I went, I figured I'm going to take a German class. I grew up speaking German. I'm thinking easy A, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of the first tests I got, I failed it, totally flunked it. I'm like, what the hell's up with this? And I showed it to my dad who was raised by a German, right? Could speak it fluently. He's like, these are all these answers are right. And we went down to the school together and the teacher that was teaching the language to the class couldn't really speak the language. Mm. She was teaching from the book. And because okay. what I wrote didn't match exactly what was in the book, she was gotcha. like checking it as wrong. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's just like English, they're different dialects, right? Right. You can right. say the same thing in Wisconsin and say it down in uh, Georgia and, and <laughs> you're right, two different words are used. But right. anyway, so it was kind of like my, my uh, early uh, inner indoctrination to say, all right, school systems about here aren't all that great. Um, but it's just over time, it seems like, you know, more and more has leaked in. And that same, I wouldn't, and this is where I was going with this. I think what concerns me is that same mentality is starting to happen. Well, has happened with so many other things, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Congress yeah. knows what they're doing. They're going to go and they're going to vote in the best things for us. Well, are they? No. Right. Are, are, you know, are, are we just assuming that or should we get more involved? And for me, I'm raising my hand on the more involved piece, which is how I met you by going and seeing the new candidates, the old candidates and, and being involved at multiple levels so that when things go well or go bad, I can say, you know what? You need to change this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, totally. I absolutely agree with you. Yep. For sure. So, uh, so which kind of leads to where you have raised your hand saying, you know what, I want to get involved. I want to participate. I want to be one of the guys behind the desk making the changes, representing the Tracys and the Dianes of the world. What, uh, what, what kind of led you to that choice? Um, you know, again, so um, about twelve years, I would say, I've been closely involved in following in politics, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think what what was frustrating to me is we need to bring we need to bring a small business owner mentality, uh, you know, to to government. Politicians don't think the same way that you and I do when we run a business. Not, I mean, not all of them. Again, there are some that do, but the majority right. of them, right? They just don't think the same way. The the most exciting thing that ever happened to me in my life was creating my first job, and that job was from my, my own self, <laughs> you know? <laughs> really, really all serious. everything that went into creating that first job, you know, from, from the, the government regulation stuff to the paperwork you'd file, the incorporate, you know, the co incorporating, right. All that mm -hmm. stuff, uh, to the accounting and taxes. I mean, there's just so much involved. And then the, the sales and marketing, getting your first, uh, you know, client and contract, uh, managing that revenue. Are you going to reinvest in your company? Are you right. going to pay yourself a salary? All these things, right. That you have to think through where these, these career politicians, they just come and they're like, Oh, we need to raise revenue. We're just going to up taxes. We're going to add another tax here, right? We don't think of how we're going to actually add more value and productivity uh, to the economy and really you know, compete uh, for business and industry to come to our state. We're mm -hmm. just going to, you know, assess property values again, which are artificially higher 
to raise right. more revenue, you know? Right. So they don't, I think it's very short sighted. They don't think all the way through uh, the problem. And so because we're trapped in the structure of government, uh, if you have bad managers at the top, then we're all going to suffer because of it. And so I just finally got fed up. I said, you know, I can do this much better. Uh, I'm going to prove it to everyone. Of course, everyone thought I was crazy, uh, you know, on the inside. I mean, within the Republican Party, everyone's like, who is this guy? Where did you come from? There's no way you're going to get traction. And boy, did I really uh, surprise them. Nice. And I know you had uh, you had raised your hand quite some time ago where everyone else is still waiting in the wings. And there are a number of reasons why. And I get it. Right. As soon as they raise their hand, they have to start reporting everything. Meanwhile, you're like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to start doing it now. And, right. you know, and for me, that that almost speaks volumes to the character of the person that is stepping into the ring. Look, I, I'll follow the rules. I'll follow the rules starting now before everyone else, where everyone else is going, well, I'm going to wait and, and everything. Um, one of well, the things. You. Yeah. One, <laughs> absolutely. Well, there's, there's a job to be done. And I said, you know, no one's stepping up the plate. I, I, be, I believe I have the gifts and talents, you know, given to me by God and my experience and leadership that I can do this. So you're right. I did raise my hand and I got to it. I put my head down and I started working. You started working and been grinding away. That's how we heard about you. The, um, and I know most recently, um, one of the other, I think, uh, one of the other bigger candidates have, has raised their hand just at the time of this recording, which is on Constitution Day, by the way, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Today is Constitution Day. It's a perfect day to be talking to you. Um, she, I think she raised her hand just earlier this week. Yep. And it seems ago. like the party is like, oh, great. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Oh, I, I completely get it. And I can, I can, well, I, can I get help. it for the yeah. wrong reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know you get it. Um, this is, this is my slogan around that it's selected, not elected. Okay. Mm. So the, the Republican establishment has their selected candidate that they're going to try and force down everyone's throat in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, regardless if she was in the fight or not in 2020. And she wasn't. I, I, I speak truthfully. I don't listen. I don't lie about people. I try to get all my facts straight. Right. And I just really look at what a person has done. You know, I want people to measure, uh, measure what I'm doing based on my work ethic, the value that I'm bringing to Wisconsin. Like you said, that's what we should be looking at. Let my work right. shine. Okay. Right. I don't need to attack someone else's person or character. I'm not going to sling mud, but I am going to point out the truth uh, and the lies. And the reality is you're referring to Rebecca Clayfish right. during 2020, during the lockdowns, unconstitutional lockdowns, during the forcing of the mask mandates, which again are right back here again with their kids. We're fighting mm. the same battle. Right. And then also the forcing of the, the COVID shot and tying it to your employment or entry into businesses. I was out there in the forefront immediately on May. 2020. So I've been campaigning about 15 months now, but it wasn't campaigning for governor. I say it's fighting for my freedoms. That's what's most important. I saw, I recognize the absolute loss of my freedoms. That was, that's what was at stake. That's what motivates me every day. When I wake up working 12 hours a day for 15 months, I'm not doing it because it's fun. You know, there's other, there's other things I'd rather be doing with my time, but I recognize that this is a huge infringement on my freedoms. And without my freedoms, I have nothing you're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. I'll have nothing, right? And that's what motivates me. So I got in the fight. I went to school board meetings. I advocated on behalf of parents and their children to make masks optional. Um, you know, I said, I, I warned people in my podcast, my education material. I said, they're going to tie the shot to your employment. Sure enough, that's what they did with yeah. the healthcare workers. I went on their behalf and I went and spoke and rallied with them. 
Rebecca was nowhere to be found during this, yeah. right? So my question to everyone who's evaluating her as a potential governor candidate is this. If she knew she was going to run for governor, you know, in the 2022 election, if she knew this, if that was her plan all, all along, then why wasn't she anywhere to be found in 2020? You think it's a perfect opportunity to demonstrate your leadership, to really be out there vocal. She had a platform. She had 40,000 uh, Facebook you know, followers, right? A social media presence. She had mm-hmm. people on there. She was nowhere to be found in, in being vocal and front and center saying this is unconstitutionally unconstitu- wrong. We have to fight for our freedoms, right? Here's the plan. Let's get to it. I was the only one doing that. 100%. And, and that's... Oh. Uh, you know, where do you go with that? It's just, there it is right there. And I think one of the things for me when it comes to folks and it's a hot topic, I get it. You know, politics is like, you know, religion. You, you usually have your opinions and you're pretty passionate about your opinions and, and you know, God love you for that. It, but when someone says, you know what, I think I'm going to vote for X, whoever X happens to be. And you ask them the simple question, well, why? Right. And they can't articulate anything right like you you were very simple it's like here's the thing where was she during this time where you know here's what i was doing during during this time and i wasn't doing it for you know all the bells and whistles and 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 the camera lights uh but it was because i was losing my freedoms i was getting involved um while others are sitting like we were talking about earlier are sitting on the sidelines and just you know uh, i don't want to use the phrase but i'm going to use it being sheeple you know there's just being led down the path, uh, one little tick at a time. Well, first I need you to stay at home. Okay, we can do that. Okay, now you can go out of your home, but you got to put stuff over your face. Okay, well, I just want to make sure I'm safe. Okay, now you don't have to worry. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just- Oh, it's, yeah, it, it was it, the narrative over the place, wasn't it? Oh, it was It was crazy. And I know we, in the very first couple of weeks, we're like, okay, all right, I think they've got our best interest in mind. It's, you know, you, these people are dying. I get it. I want to be safe. But then it just it just it kept inching further and further and further along. It's okay. This now we're getting a little ridiculous, right? Apparent pretty early on that wasn't about was about control. Yeah, that's that's I recognize that early. Yeah, absolutely. Why this is happening right now in America? For me, it all traces back to the financial situation. See, the the United States dollar is long in the tooth, um, Mm -hmm. being the reserve currency. Um, it, it doesn't deserve it anymore. And the new superpower and economic superpower, uh, and they really honestly deserve that, you know, that standard. But I don't think, you know, I don't think they even want, they, no one, they don't want a world reserve necessarily, but we should for sure do not get to enjoy the privilege of what we have. I mean, we are so far in debt, you know, everyone at consumer debt, but somehow the dollar still can buy everything, you know, relatively cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. And they force everyone to buy oil on the dollar. And if you don't, the military comes knocking. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it, it, it's pretty crazy. I, I think I, mean, I, I was a little bit, I, I was a little bit naive to that, to the overall links that you've mentioned a couple of times, right? Between the Federal Reserve and the banks and the federal government and some key players in, on the world stage, right? And, uh, and then I was turned on to the book, The Creature of Jekyll Island. Uh, by Edward G. Griffin. And I, I think you've read that too, haven't you? I have. Can you hear uh, me? Yep, I sure can. Okay. Yes, yeah, I have completely. It's a great book. That book was a, uh, it was a, it was a big eye opener for me, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it made a lot of connections that I think subconsciously I knew were there, but I hadn't actively sought them out. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes more sense. And then you, you remember back and for me, it would have been uh, events like, uh, um, oh gosh, the uh, Farm Aid, 
right? As an example. And then the, uh, the famine in Ethiopia and all these different events that how they're all woven in. You're like, oh my gosh, it almost makes you not want to believe anything you hear at this point. It does. You're right. Now, when I give my talks around the state, I, I, I talk, I kind of do a quick survey by raise a hand. I always say, you know, everyone, you know, we use our credit cards, we we pay for things, you know, with, with cash. But how many people here actually understand how the financial system works? Mm-hmm. And I get me one hand <laughs> that raises. So we're all in the system, how it operates. And so the uh, right uh, of this, they can also hack it and also shortcut it and also make it work in their favor. College is power. You have to understand and right now we're in information war where people they, they have no idea so that's why we're conf- oh pulled you into the matrix again that's so bad here oh. are we back uh, we're back okay i got you on knowledge is in power on the on the financial system and if they didn't understand it you know they could manipulate it uh, that's where you were headed with that yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, um, like I said, the owners of the, you know, financial system, they understand how it works. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to manipulate it in their favor. But everyone else who is ignorant of the truth, right? They don't understand how it works. That's why so many people are kind of stuck in the rat race. We talk about the best. The other book I ever read that was great was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. I read that when I was 16 years old. And that was a big eye opener. Yeah. And so, so many Americans, you know, spend money on liabilities and expenses. They don't really understand how to develop assets. Right. Yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things I think I posted it not too long ago uh, on the socials is that the rich uh, invest first and then spend the rest while the poor spend first and then invest the rest. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's. It, I wish I'd have been turned on to the rich dad, poor dad two decades earlier than I found it because it was, again, another eye opener. Yeah, it's just a different mindset that, you know, the rich have versus people that, you know, maybe don't. It's a total mindset. And yeah, it's it, trap. And it's not, it's not like some crazy, ooh, secret no, not really. society kind of thing. It's just kind of a simple flip of the script. You're like, Wow, I never thought about that. I think one of the things that um, I learned most recently, and then I want to get into um, uh, giving you an opportunity to talk, talk about your uh, your race here. But what I learned about is a specific type of life insurance policy that you can pay into that you're allowed to borrow from mm-hmm. tax free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I learned that at 57 years old. <laughs> Not to, don't, don't feel bad. I only learned that a few years ago myself. I mean, that is like, yeah, it was a crazy secret. Like, what did you, what? <laughs> what did you just say? So I can guarantee you, my wife last week went and bought one, you know, and it's like, oh, this is so silly. It, and the guy was, uh, the guy was given this presentation. Like, he was like, here's how you can be your own banker. And I got his little book and I read it like overnight. And I'm like, this is brilliant. How do I not know? And it's been around for quite some time. Ah, it has. It truly has. It's crazy. But anyway, we're sorry. I got off on a little team. No, that's there. all right. Um, but I, I want to come back. You're running for governor. It's governor, right? Governor yes. uh, of Wisconsin. Correct. Um, if folks want to learn more about Jonathan Wickman, help you out, check you out, find out more, see you live somewhere, where do we want to send them to? All right. First place to go would be wickmanforgovernor.com. That's W-I-C-H-M-A-N-N for F-O-R governor.com. 
Amen. There we go. Yep. And de definitely, I want folks to go check you out. Absolutely inform their opinions. Um, I, I formed mine. Obviously, I'm biased towards one side uh, <laughs> at this point right now. And uh, you know, here's funny. I, I well, Before I let you go, I saw, who was it? Oh, my gosh. Here it is. General Michael Flynn. Yes, has dropped an endorsement in your direction. Yeah, a, vi a video endorsement at that. It was so so great How of him. Flipping cool is that? It's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of of Mr. Flynn. Absolutely. Me too. A any any final words you want to leave our listeners, our entrepreneurial folks, before we uh, before we let you go, sir? Um. Well, I mean, regard in regards to the race or just business. Anything you know? business, the race, anything. Hit me. I, you know what I would say. You know, in my 36 years on this earth, right? One of the 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 biggest lessons I've ever learned is that don't let fear hold you back. You know, don't let naysayers uh, guide and direct uh, your life by any means. Because if you have the will, the determination, and you put in the hours, right, learning, you can truly uh, overcome anything. You mm. can really, you know, d d accomplish a, a feat. And, you know, again, I can't take much credit for this. I, I do give all glory to God um, in, in this race because doors doors have opened for me that really should have never been opened for a no-name guy out of nowhere. That's really who I am. But when it, within, like you said, in 15 months, I reached 400,000 people in the state of Wisconsin, right? I reach them every month with my messaging. That's the kind of support base I have, you know, many counties, one after another county dropping with leadership teams, ground games building. And again, this all led up to uh, an endorsement from General Michael Flynn. I mean, who worked is, and served under President Trump. That's okay? phenomenal, right? 15 months. You just don't hear of this. No. You, you know, unless you're part of the club somehow, which I'm not, and I'm a total outsider. Mm -hmm. and that's the God honest truth. I'm a total outsider who's just put in the work and the effort, who loves his country, who loves the state of Wisconsin, doesn't want to see her fall into communism, right? Is willing to, to stand at all cost and all peril and take the, take the shots, right? That, the, you know, the left liberal media is already taken at me. Yeah. They're calling me, you know, whack jobs and all this stuff, but they, they can't refute it because what I've done is I've, I've laid the groundwork and I put out many hours of podcasts. So if you go on my website, you will see the videos, you'll see the pot, you'll see my plan step-by-step, step, right? A Wisconsin first plan and how I'll restore uh, small businesses, right? The economy, uh, what the deep state really is, how it's working against us, the financial system, like we just covered today with the federal reserve, but more importantly, my team and I, we've identified the rhinos as we call them within the Republican <laughs> party. Right. The those that are actually working against you. You're, you're, you're donating money to the party, which honestly is a mistake. You shouldn't be donating money to the party. You should be looking at the candidates individually mm. and vetting them. Go, Like you said, if they're going speaking, you know, speaking somewhere, go to them, ask them the tough questions, see if they dance around it or if they look you in the eye and answer your question point blank. Or sometimes, like I said, I don't know everything, right? I, I do. I've done a good job mm. researching, but sometimes I'll say, I don't know, but I'm going to find out for you. Or honestly, if you're the expert, help help educate help me. me on this, yes. right? I'm not a hunter, right? I understand the importance of hunting and a balance between natural resources and industry, but if there's something going on in, in, in the world of hunting that you know that I don't know that you're seeing, right? Maybe with the gray wolf situation, then mm -hmm. inform me. I have enough common sense and logic to if you give me enough information to work through the problem at hand to get a good solution that works for everyone. That's, That's my leadership style. Yeah. That's a perfect example. That's fire. And I'm going to make sure that we get the uh, the links to all that down there in the show notes so people can just click right on through and check you out. Jonathan, I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out for a while and, and spending a little time with us. Oh, thanks. It's been a pleasure, Tracy. Uh, thank you. All right. Take
All right, there you have it, my dark horse friends and family. Jonathan Wickman, candidate for governor here in the state of great state of Wisconsin, sharing some gems for us. Now, I'm not going to go deep into these and tell you, hey, go listen to this episode, go listen to the Facebook group, but I do want to share a couple of nuggets here with you that I kind of walked away from. Get involved. Are you already involved in things happening in your community? If you're not, then personally, this is my personal opinion, you have no right to bitch, right? If you want to gripe about what's going on in your community, in your state, in your county, um, in your country, and you're not standing up and doing anything at all about it, then shut up, right? You're, and, and trust me, I, I've been, I've been there. I've been the one that just kind of sat and let others do the thing. I voted for the person that had the right letter next to their name. Uh, that's not the right thing to do. You need to get involved. And I don't just mean this from a political standpoint. I mean this from your kids are in school. Maybe you need to get involved in what's happening in their school. Stop bitching about the lessons you don't think they to be taught. Get involved. Help guide those lesson plans. You're the parent after all. You're the one that really has the power. All right. And that leads right into the next thought I want to leave you with is step up as soon as you see it's needed. Don't look around and wait for some savior, some person to come riding in on their white horse. Right. And I know as a lot of things are going on in the country right now, people expected somebody, a a current president, a past president, a current governor, a past governor, a current mayor, a past mayor to do something. Meanwhile, they sat on their hands and did nothing themselves. They didn't even do so much as write an email to those that they knew could were in power and could make some changes. Nope, they just sat there. And sometimes they would get on social media and bitch and complain. No, you, my friend, are not like that. You are driven dark horse entrepreneur. You, my friend, need to step up as soon as you see it's needed. All right. And that kind of leads into the next one. There's natural flow coming here. The selected, not elected. Learn about that. There's a lot of things happening under the covers in the different races that are going on. Uh, short race, uh, the, uh, the local races, the long-term races, the big races, obviously the presidential race that happened in all the controversy that happened last year. I don't know what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't matter. There are things happening under the covers that you, my friend, need to get an understanding of. Do you understand how the delegate process works to help select those that you end up voting for in the first place? If you're shaking your head no even a little bit, maybe you should get out there and read because it's all about the power of your representatives and you are giving them that power. And if you are not in their ear guiding the selections that they're making with that power, then again, my friend, I think you need to sit down and shut up and not be bitching about anything. And when it comes to those people that you do choose uh, to have run, that you choose to put your little tick mark next to or put your little fingerprint on when it comes to voting time, before you go out there and make that tick mark or place that vote, ask where they were during the bad times when all the craziness was happening last year. What were they doing for you, their constituent? 
to make your life better, to make your life safer. And if you agree with everything they were doing, make that tick mark. If you don't, find someone you do agree with, right? You know what? And I don't think you're going to find someone that maybe you agree with 100%, but man, God love you if you can find someone you can agree with 80 or 90% versus 10 Find out what they were doing during these bad times. It may enlighten you. It may shock you. Or you may already know the person uh, very well and you're like, yep, they were doing the right things. More power to them. And then learn about the financial system, right? Read the book I mentioned, The Creature of Jekyll Island. Very enlightening. Learn how to become your own banker. Huh? Yeah. Take your power back. That, my friend, is why you should get involved and not let fear hold you back. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action and get involved. Huh? Okay. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.